Hello and welcome to the Natty's Podcast. My name is Jared and today I am joined by Cliff Lindsay. Hello. And we also have two guests. They're again part of our Natty's online tournament. We have with us Sebastian. Good day. And we have Alexander. Hi everyone. Um, so, uh, Sebastian, why don't you just do a little introduction about yourself, you know, a little, a little bit of your, your experience, who you are kind of deal. Sure. How long have you been playing X-Wing? I'm, um, I'm hailing from uh, Vancouver. I've been here for a little bit more than 20 years. I've uh, started playing X-Wing back in, at the end of 2016. I play all sorts of lists. I'm not attached to any faction. Um, I mostly play multi, multi-ship lists, swarms or at least four ships. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it uh, tremendously. It's been a great uh, a great fun. We have a good group here in Vancouver, and I enjoy uh, tremendously playing with these guys. And, Alex, how about you? Uh, why don't you give a little introduction about yourself? So my name is Alexandre Barrett, and I'm uh, ailing from the uh, East Coast, uh, Quebec City, in uh, uh, Quebec province, of course. I've been playing for uh, around uh, three years now. I believe uh, I started... Uh, the end of the of uh, um, I mean uh, the uh, first the 1.0 I would say uh, right, like the, the last uh, the last of these chips uh, and then I started uh, uh, playing with my friends and uh, joined the Frog Squad in uh, League uh, two years ago. Talk nice. about Canadian podcast. That's pretty cool to have people from <laughs> all the way uh, you know different sides of the country at the same time. Yeah. Um. And do you have uh, any factions that you normally fly, or like what kind of archetype do you normally fly? I usually uh, would be flying some uh, rebellions of uh, or uh, uh, or such. Uh, usually the wedge wedge or uh, is part of my squad. Uh, but uh, that this time around, I started playing uh, with the, uh, the first order, and that that went well for me, I guess. That's a, a big jump between rebel and first order. It is. Uh, what list did you bring with you this uh, for this tournament, Sebastian? I brought a swarm, a CIS swarm. Um, so I have uh, seven um, vultures, and I have an H- HMP, and I have Hondo on the HMP. And my s- vultures, I have two concussion and two tracers. How are you finding you're using Hondo? Uh, it's great. The are you way... using it as the coordination or the, oh, sorry, f- as a friendly or as, an, as a weapon? mostly friendly so i had the the chance of playing hondo in a tournament it was from out of la the there's a store there that we participate in their online tournaments and before hondo came out uh, they did a tournament where they would allow you to put hondo as a free upgrade on any ships so it didn't matter that the ship couldn't could or could not take hondo so we played with that but it was kind of neat because the winner if you were to go into a match and you would win a match, your next match, you had to play with your opponent's list, the loser of your match oh, uh, list. Uh, so you would take that, but the consistent part was that everybody had Hondo. Uh, so I got, I got to play with Hondo, and I actually got to uh, enjoy it uh, quite a bit. So in my list, though, I play it mostly uh, with friendlies. Um, so my HMP, so all my eight ships are the same initiative um, and I have tracers so it's important that my tracers hit so I'll take my HMP and I'll use uh, my Hondo to double mod one of my tracers 
it doesn't matter that I have to jam one of my uh, my vultures. Yeah, who cares about calculate? Because not so much that. No, on the first turn, everybody targets lock a um, a rock. Oh yeah. So who cares? It's I get to lose a lock on a rock, so it does not matter. Uh, so I get to have to have a double modded tracer, and my HMP doesn't care about taking action because if I get my tracer off. I'm going to have target lock galore on a couple of ships, or at least one ship, which gives me all my all the reroll that I need for my HMP. That's interesting. And I think, uh, so in the mid-game, who cares about a gem? Because some ship probably has a target lock on a ship that is nowhere uh, to be seen, right? And sure. um, what I've used with Hano before is you can get some pretty greasy combos if you use it friendly. You know, like I would... Uh, maybe jam the guy that has a stress token or or coordinate the enemy who has a stress token which is almost something that i feel like almost shouldn't be allowed but um there's like with a little bit of um tweaking your list in a way you can really negate those downsides of of hondo pretty like not that but not that much uh of a challenge really yeah on a multi-ship list on a swarm list it's um it's easy to move that jam around it's usually not an issue and with all the various missiles and torpedoes these days to be able to jam a ship an opponent's ship at the right time can be uh super valuable so that's something else to keep in mind not that i use it much on the on my enemy but uh, it's there as an option yeah that's that's real greasy (laughs) <laughs> yeah no it's been great now having said that i haven't had much success uh, i'm two and one uh one and two sorry one and two um i played my first match against uh mike messia uh and he one of our local well local he's from victoria but um i play with him on a regular basis uh and he i fell into his trap my in- initial engagement wasn't great and he took advantage of that and then i played against adam uh, with his Kylo and 3SF. I did all right there, but it was a low-scoring game. We were trying not to f- fall in each other's trap. Yeah. And then my last match was with, uh, was against Devon. And we, I think, both got the initial engagement that we wanted, or we were quite happy. But his concussion, he, he, he out-concussed me. I have two concussion missiles, he has five. Yeah. Uh, and that was not a good time for me. Um, I lost my two tracers in the first engagement. <laughs> wow. That was that's, not. Yeah, that's not what you're looking for. Nope. But uh, it was a, it's been a great tournament. I do enjoy sharing X-Wing with my fellow Canadians. It uh, brings us closer. and Because uh, I know I've met a few, of, a few of the X-Wing community, Canadian X-Wing community, when I went to Worlds last year. Yep. Um, that was super, super fun. Uh, but to be able to continue... Uh, that kind of relationship uh, online is uh, is superb. And what did you bring for this tournament, Alexander? All right, for my part, I did bring uh, the uh, First Order squad comprised of uh, the uh, three Zeta squadron, uh, Survivor, TSF, and uh, Kylo Ren. So I got concussion missiles and passive sensors and all the DSF and extreme maneuvers on, uh, on Kylo. Passive sensors would, would permit me to uh, basically choose which target I want to do? I want to go first. Yeah. Extreme maneuvers was uh, was very helpful, but uh, with Kylo, it's very it's very nice uh, to be able to do. Uh, well, you can do a, a 180 degrees turn. Yeah, yeah. Passive passive on the SF is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, with the idea that you can rotate. Uh, it's yeah. after 
everything is said, you can just rotate and take a target lock. It's just uh, amazing. Yeah, passive is really powerful for, for the SFs. It's, it's awesome. I wasn't expecting that much of a success, but uh, I guess I guess okay, I did I did choose right. Yeah, you've you've <laughs> chosen right. You've chosen well. Have you found flying with the extreme maneuvers on Kylo? Is it like a big learning curve, or was it? Is it? Do you feel like it's pretty? I mean, not. I don't think it's that big of a, a learning curve because it's movement, but it, it opens up uh, a world of possibilities uh, with Kylo with this, uh, the the two uh, the two maneuvers you can do. I mean, it, it is it has been fun. So basically, you, you can uh, barrel roll and then and then boost or the uh, a, a boost with a uh, a ninety degree angle. So uh, it opens up the the tables much mm -hmm. more. It's incredible. It's uh, uh, I've played the Daredevil on uh, Von Reg and Hollow, and it's just amazing. Um, you can be in so many places while keeping your arc relevant. Um, so how did your guys' games go this week? We'll start with Sebastian. How did your game go this week? Who did you face? What were they flying? What was yeah, the end? So I was playing uh, Devon and uh, Devon Monkhouse, and uh, he played five SF with passive and concussion, <laughs> and uh, that was rough. So, of course, we danced a little bit at the beginning because we both didn't really want to joust. Having said that, uh, jousting is what we ended up doing regardless because we flew uh, I flew my my squad very tight and he did so as well he yeah he out joust me with his five concussion uh, and from then on I'm pretty my list is quite good at blocking my opponent so I jammed uh, I jammed both lists but he had already taken a bit of a of a lead at that point so for me it was a bit of a of a an uphill battle and uh, he kept his lead he flew well, though. Uh, just the initial engagement, he flew well. My green dice were a little cold at the beginning, but still nothing to, to, to complain too much. But uh, he flew well, and um, yeah, he deserved a win. Good for him. Uh, how about for you, Alexander? Who'd you face? What were they flying? Uh, so, sorry. So I started with facing up uh, against Adam. <laughs> uh, well, that was uh, that was funny because it was basically the same the same ballist. But one big difference, I'm sorry, uh, was that Dasef had nothing on him, and then uh, all was on Kylo. He had the iron torpedoes put on rockets and extreme maneuver on the on Kylo, and uh, it went well for both of us, I guess. Uh, it was very close, uh, very close game, and uh, it was very fun also. But this week you faced Tim, right? Oh, this week I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I thought we were talking about the old the old Samang. Yes, but Tim this week. So Tim had his uh, trade federation rounds and Captain Sear, and uh, it went super well for me. Uh, initially, I uh, started on the on the left side of the board and just went up, and then split my squadron. Uh, the uh, concussion mission were were. Uh, and while I didn't get that much damage with the concussion missile, just getting one in uh, gives yeah, gives me uh, a critical, so that that that, that would help a lot. And uh, I managed. I mean, every every cards he had on his ships were all criticals. Wow! Wow! That was yeah. I had a very very good game of criticals. And as I mentioned earlier, I uh, basically uh, with Kylo, what I did is uh, I managed to get behind him and. Uh, he survived uh, with two of his thrones and Captain Sear with half points at the end. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's a successful match for you. Yeah, yeah. it was. 
Yeah. I had the chance of looking at uh, Tim's list because um, uh, he plays CIS and I play uh, quite a bit of CIS. And I had never really given any thought about using Kalani, the, um, the relay. And uh, that was kind of neat. So this is the relay that uh, it has three chargers. It allows three ships to take a target lock should a enemy uh, ship finish their maneuver in its bullseye arc. Right. Uh, so that was kind of neat. But um, I, when I played that uh, with Kalani, I played it wrong because I was allowing multiple ships to take a target lock on the one enemy ship that had landed in, I guess, multiple bullseye. But the ruling is that it can only happen once. So that certainly um, is reducing the effectiveness of uh, Kalani. That was uh, too bad because it felt really good when you were able to take those multiple uh, target locks. Yeah. Having said that, it's pretty cheap. So when you have a, a swarm, it actually makes sense to take it out. And uh, I'm sure that Tim still had success because he's... He's doing all right, but uh, did you find that Kalani uh, triggered in your max in your match, uh, Alex? It did happen, but never. Uh, I don't think it happens. But that uh, he was able to spend the tree charge uh, in a in a in a round. Interesting. Uh, uh, but yeah, we had that we had this that ruling in mind also that uh, just that it can happen. I was I was asking before the match to ask myself the question and went and went and searched for uh, information on, the, on Kalani because it was the first time that I played against and uh, yeah I found that ruling uh, that once per uh, what was the name of that ruling uh, situation or something yeah I'm not sure. a wall is dead one per opportunity yeah exactly yeah that's uh, that's yeah, such a it's, it's cheap so can't, can't complain I think it's uh, well priced maybe it can even come down maybe by one point but when I played it and I did not have that ruling. <laughs> yeah, crazy, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was scared of that. <laughs> when I, uh, I played against him my second game, and I think he was getting one free lock a turn, which that's pretty significant for the amount of efficiency they already have, let alone a couple extra free actions. And yeah. it, it was on, like, maybe at that point he already killed one of my guys, so I only had three, like, two A-wings and Poe, right? So if he just mm. keeps on looking at Poe, even though Poe's going to leave, eventually, four turns down the line, you're going to get one shot at him, and it's going to be a big hit. So I think it ended up being pretty significant in my game as well. It's something, though, that... Uh, so these uh, vultures, you have to think ahead, of course, when you have Killani, because it's not uncommon for vultures to... You get a repo and take a st stress and take a calculate. And if you Kalani on top of that, you end up with two stress. Oh, and, yeah, that yeah. did happen. That did and that's happen a much. little bit of a pain. So you probably, you know, you, you will take a target lock, but you may end up losing, not losing, but for a turn, you're not going to have uh, effectiveness with your, your droid. Yeah. Having said that, with Calculate, the um, network Calculate, a stress ship is never really without a Calculate because you can always take it from one of your buddy. But uh, still, two stress is never found on any ship. I agree, I agree. And what I did manage was uh, when, when I split my squadron, uh, my SF and uh, the wind, uh, so he, he was able to follow it too. So the calculate were limited on this side, so that, that helped a lot also. Of course. Cliff, how did your game go this week? Who did you, who'd you fly against? What, what were they flying? I fled, uh, Sebastian, I fled against your boy, um, uh, Mike Messiah. <laughs> Very good. It was... 
uh, I was, I was, I think his list is really, really good. When I looked at all the lists originally, I was thinking I really like having the one tractor ace that shoots first and then three A-wings and sub an arc for an A-wing. It looks like a really, really good trade. Um, so I really liked his list. I was pretty, pretty concerned about that when I was first playing it, but, uh, it was very, very close. It ended up being super close until all of a sudden I taloned when I should have K'd and I did a, I did a talon and Temin was just, just off the board, just enough. Oh, and no. I, I knew it was a risky move, but it was one of those times where it's like, if he fits this talon, Anakin's in left field, he's not getting shot. Temin will have a couple good strafing runs. And I think it would have potentially solidified the win. And then after that happened, and that was after like an arc and a half was dead. Then I had to be a little bit more aggressive with Poe, which, which, which I didn't want to do. And then last turn got Poe half, and that that is, you know, a, a worth a whole arc 170 in itself, which is kind of ridiculous. Right. But uh, it ended up being it was a, it was a super close game until the last two turns when it wasn't. But uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that never feels great to uh, fly a ship off the board. Oh. Yeah. Like. I do think that if, if it's the guaranteed right move and it's risky, I do think sometimes it's worth just... For, I mean, who cares? You lose the game or you win the game because hero mode kind of thing. But um, what I'm definitely going to do next time is I had one of my other dials set where the three talent was going to end. As soon as I moved the dial, I it was like, oh, crap, he's going off. Oh. You know, when you can't exactly see where he's going to end, um, that's probably not what you should do. So move your dials off the board when you before you do high-risk maneuvers. In a 4K would have got the same outcome but i wouldn't have died so that was dumb oh. but um uh high risk high reward uh high risk or low or i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> risk it all to win or risk it all and lose badly uh, uh, at the end but it was it was it was pretty close i i find that now i do think a lot more about the worst case scenario when i fly and i choose i tend to yes err on the uh, conservative so i used to be a lot more daring but uh when the when the worst case scenario is in this case flying off the table yeah i find um what normally i think jared can probably attest to this also what normally happens is i'll put in a move and i wouldn't even consider him going off the board it ends up being super close and i do i was like oh damn maybe i should have actually (laughs) thought about that that. some more but sometimes you're just in the mode and you just know for sure this is gonna fit and this is this is the move to do and then um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it uh, happens. I think I'm, that's, yeah, second or third time flying off the board in I don't know how many years, but it's, it's. I guess it does still happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I flew off the board in my first regional, and I flew to Calgary to play in a regional. This was the last match of the Swiss, and if I would have won, I would have made the cut, and uh, I was leading by points by quite a bit, and I flew, I flew, uh, my ship off the board. Was he healthy and, and, too? And uh, she was fine. It was. Oh uh, no. Yeah, it was. She was. She was okay. But I was. I was leading. I was just kiting, and uh, I flew off the board. <laughs> oh my uh, God, the feeling you was having. Yeah, and it, yeah, you rem- you remember that for a long, long time. <laughs> my last, the last time I flew up a ship off the board, though, I was just destroying. It was at the Sydney tournament uh, <laughs> with GSP. It, it didn't matter because I was just destroying my opponent. And I think I would have probably tabled her at 200 and 0. But I flew off. I, I ended up flying my um, brand new, what's your name? Uh, the um, 
Trekkirk. Uh, anyhow, it was a big ship. It cost me a lot of points, but it did not matter. I was leading, so I was so ahead. He's just uh, he's just going for, for for an early lunch, as we say. Just like taking <laughs> taking a break. I'm, I'm done. You you boys finish it off. <laughs> now um, I'll be waiting of, home. Yeah. Speaking of Mike's list, I was yes. I must say that I did not. I saw his list. I saw the tractor beam, and I said, eh, I didn't really uh, concern myself with it, but it came to be very important in my game. Uh, Mike was already leading by then because the initial engagement, he had the initial engagement and he, he was leading, but then he uh, really put uh, a nail under the coffin when he uh, tractor beamed my HMP uh, over a cloud in the range of his three arcs. That was so so sad. Yeah, that's the difference. When I when I use that tractor Poe and three A wings, I arcs you don't really want to bring rocks because you know open the field and you can fly wherever you want. But I like to bring big rocks to then like and, and be first player to shoot first, push another initiative six Darth Vader on a rock first. They can't return fire, but I really like putting people on rocks and then the A wings jumping on makes the two dice gun. That time, Optics Heroics was a little better, but it makes that two-dice gun way more powerful when they're tractored on a rock for, for next turn as well. But um, I really like that kind of archetype. Yeah. yeah those, uh, it's, uh, one would think that uh, when you have them on aces, like Poe or Anakin, that it's a bit of a waste to use yeah, the attack it, to do so. Yeah, it isn't, but... But, wow, it's so powerful. It's crazy. So we have a new top eight this week. And uh, our new leader for this week is Jeff Asiri, who we have talked about before. Jeff is flying the, the uh, I think it's five barons with snapshot. <laughs> this is wild. Where, where's Gus yeah, on, yeah, the, uh, on, on the cast? Yeah, I, I've, not, I've not figured out whether Gus faced, or like how many snapshots Gus took, to, took when he faced Jeff. But yeah, it's five Thai barons with snapshot and proton rockets. And so he is currently our leader. What's what's his scores looking like? Is he wiping people or what? Uh, MOV of just under yeah, seven ninety nine. Close for the first match. It's uh yeah nineteen and points, eighty points, and one hundred points. All right, I mean even one hundred points, you know that's a that's that's, that's a weird MOV. Sorry, not MOV, but like your your scores at the end of the game are sometimes weird. Like a hundred point game, that's. Uh, one bad dice roll in the last turn, but um, or just getting like it's really close. One guy has like all of his ships at half, and the other guy, yeah, hundred like, gets to be a you, significant victory. But anything under hundred is could be quite a close game. Yeah, but. yep, yeah, because uh, Jeff could have had all five of his guys at like one health, and just he got the final kill, and hey, I win. Like we don't, I don't know how that game ended, but yeah, MOV can be deceptive sometimes to how the actual game is. Our second place leader, or second, yeah, our second place is Drew Palmer, uh, who we've also talked about a bunch. Uh, yeah, I, l- I like it a lot. Yes. I like this, uh, of course, I'm definitive with uh, CIS, but uh, I would be curious. I haven't seen his match, but I'm curious to see how he flies his tri fighters. Yeah. Is he using them as flankers? Is he because they do fly a little bit differently than than the rest than the vultures. Um, and so he faced James C last week, and James was our leader. He had the uh, the Lando, but he took him down this week. So uh, then third place is Mike Messiah, and then we have Alexander. Then we have Seb Lecomte Osric. 
I don't even probably not saying it right, right? Um, <laughs> we, we just we just we just yeah. call him Lecomte. Lecomte. There you go. <laughs> um, who is flying the Precise Hunters, Horshell prototypes, and Django Fett? Yeah. Then James C, who was our leader last week with Lando, Luke, and Jake. Yes. Yeah. That so seems like the most different list out of them all. Yeah. It is just full of action. This list. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, in seventh place, we have Patrick Stike, mm-hmm. and then we have Reese. Patrick is uh, the uh, the re- resistance. Okay, three three T seventies. Patrick's list has been deleted somehow. Yeah, it is. It's three three T seventies. It's Poe. It's uh, I think it's new tenant. Wesley and Halo. Hello. 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 Yes. And then. Reese has another Lando, but this time Scum Lando, with Dengar and two Black Squadron Z95s. Yeah. And, of course, Zam Wexley on the, on the Lando. Yep. Uh, so his, his Lando, Scum Lando, it's the Scum Millennium Falcon, the Scum YT-1300. And he has XX-23S Thread Tracers, Zam Wessel, <laughs> Tobias Beckett, BT-1, False Transponder Codes... Engine upgrade and Millennium's Falcon, like Lando's Millennium Falcon title. Dengar has proton torpedoes, contraband cybernetics, punishing one title, and R3 astromech. And then the Z95s both have concussion missiles. Incredible. If you get that thread uh, tracer out from Lando. Yep. What? So you named what? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven upgrades on Lando, and Lando is worth 64 points. Yep. Wow. That, that Falcon is a very cheap Falcon. I, mean, I think, in large part, because it's it's one agility, it's two attack dice. Like it's not. Yeah. You've got to be doing stuff to get him uh, to get it to like put out damage, right? Oh, for sure. But in this case, he's. Uh, it looks more like this guy's doing more um, support. support than trying to put out the damage himself and just going around. Yeah. Using those thread tracers. With Sam Weasel. So tired of that guy. Yeah. It's, False yeah, transponder he's... codes that first time you get that thread tracer off, you jam the person that you're gonna everyone else is attacking. Oh yeah. Mm. Absolutely. It's incredible. Yeah, it's a good it's a good combo for sure. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. You you gotta it's a it's a list that you have to fly though quite uh, particularly. But <laughs> uh, when it hits, it must hit like a truck. Did you guys look over any of the any of the, the numbers or matches or anything from this week? A little bit, not too too much. Was there anything that uh, caught your eye, like surprised you, or you know, is there anything that's been going that you like a trend that you see? Well, how about you talk about that zero zero game with Andrew and Steven? That's kind of the weirdest thing I've seen <laughs> yeah. in a while. What the heck is that? So I oh. don't know exactly what happened in that game. All I know is I saw zero zero. And I was like, Andrew, <laughs> yeah. what is this? How do you have a zero point loss? Like, did you did you bail somehow? Like, that's a two hundred O. And he's like, No, no, I lost final salvo. And I was like, Oh, wow. And he's like, The second wow. time. And I was like, The second time. The second time. Yes, they rolled twice. And he said, Are you kidding me? He said they wow. they played. <laughs> they had no points on the board, so rolled final salvo, tied it, so had to roll a second time. Yeah, What's Steven's Steven's list here? Is that uh, is it an AC type list too? Let me... No, I think it's no, a... not even. 
It's a, uh, it's, uh, it's a swarm. No, that's oh, swarm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uphill Spire. final salvo for Andrew as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, a bunch of vultures, and I think it's, it's the fire, spray. A, uh, fire spray. Yeah, that's like thirteen dice from uh, Steven versus what Andrew probably has. Six, like maybe what, like seven, six, eight, seven, eight, eight. It must be eight. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, that's uh, but to not be able to take a vulture down to half. I think I spoke a bit to Andrew, and he mentioned that uh, some of the green dice showed up at the right time. Oh, yeah. Having said that, I'm sure that Andrew, with his aces, was playing KG, and I don't blame him. I would, too. You have to, uh, yeah. When yeah. We, you can't be... Even the, the, the slightest aggressive move, you can seriously pay for it. Sure, you get half points on a vulture. You get half points on one of your guys. It's oh, a terrible sure. deal, right? Oh, yeah, 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 no, sure. You have to. It's a, it's a tough matchup, well, for sure, for... Uh, well, and last week he got punished by not playing KG when he faced <laughs> yes, Benoit. Against so Benoit. you learned from your mistake, right? <laughs> so he, he probably learned from the mistake and was like, I'm not doing this again. Even though I think I'll come out on top, I'll just play a little bit extra careful. And then and this time... Yes. <laughs> got a 0-0 zero, zero score. It's wild. Very wild. So yeah, the, the Natty's hosts are not doing well in this tournament at all. But uh, <laughs> we're all... I think we're all one and two. Oh, well, well we, can't, the, we can't win up all of our own prizes. No, no. One <laughs> and two is the best. <laughs> I think this is the best spot, one and two. It's really, that's where the uh, the fun is. Um, I, I, I think, again, um, I was thinking about putting some Ferris Fear on my list because I was like, maybe there's going to be a lot of locks, and there is a freaking lot of target lock tracer type. I mean, in all these in all these top lists. So there's eight of them. I'd say probably six of them. I kind of forget, but I'd say six of them have a major target lock component to their list, whether it's thread tra- tracers, passive, just like ordnance, right? Um, there is a lot more ordnance than I think normal, or maybe I'll say like normal X-Wing that I've seen in the past like year or so. Mm-hmm. Well, they've come down in price, some of mm-hmm. them. And uh, there's no doubt that tracer also is encouraging people to maybe uh, use more ordnance. It's something else. But yesterday, um, I ended up uh, playing in the uh, GSP tournament. I, I encountered a list. Very neat. <clears throat> it was Bosque uh, with uh, five uh, Z95, one of which was... Uh, and it was not Bosque, it was uh, Lats. Lats Razzi. And with five Z95, one of which was Bosque uh, in the Z95. But everybody had the false transporter code. Mm. And on Lats, he had Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> I got jammed all Ooh. game. Ooh. There was jam, jam, and some more jam. It was I could not get any action uh, from a, uh, a, a focus or a, um, a target oh, lock. Neat. It was uh, quite that's something. Super interesting. Oh, because huh. uh, he had he gets four reach, four charges with uh, Jabba, mm-hmm. plus yep. the original six that he has. So he has ten uh, false transporter, and he used yeah. them all. Wow, Damn. that's ridiculous. That's um yeah, it's hard to get. It's hard to uh, well get a lock on. <laughs> yeah, you better not want to have a torpedo sh- like uh, shooting ship. Like. Yes, because yeah. you would not shoot anything. Now I was lucky. I flew uh, particularly uh, well, which doesn't happen often, but I did, and I took the game. But uh, it helped that I had um, Grievous, Grievous uh, with its passive reroll. So whether I have a focus or a target lock, I always get something going, and I have a, a force on my fire spray, so that helped a little bit. Yeah, yeah, wow, that was neat. Now, how are you guys feeling about the hyperspace format? 
Uh, we chose to go hyperspace, even though there was that. Like we we just, we were gonna do hyperspace before that point change, and then when it happened, we kind of hummed and hawed, and still decided to go with hyperspace because to have something that's different. But it was a really big shakeup. How do you guys? How are you guys feeling about it? Uh, on my side, uh, for this round, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, like if you would ask me like a year ago, I would have said. Uh, uh, I'm not very hyped with uh, hyperspace, but uh, this time around, uh, I mean, uh, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not that I'm winning or anything, but uh, I, I think I had more fun this couple, the, these couple of weeks with, uh, playing hyperspace than I did uh, standard. Yeah. But that might be because of my winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that always helps. <laughs> Hyper hyperspace. I uh, I really I think hyperspace is the competitive format to use. It's really, really, really difficult try to balance everything else but for me uh, I'm not a list builder I don't really take much joy in list building okay. so when someone gives me some restrictions I welcome it because it reduces the choices that I have hmm. uh, so I get to be a bit more focused mm -hmm. and then that's one of my way to actually be able to um, l build lists as an example this weekend I even though it was a uh, an extended uh, tournament, I brought my, my hyperspace list just because I'm not that creative. Uh, I do enjoy hyperspace. This tournament has been great. And one would think that maybe a faction would be uh, favored, and it has not been the case. I, I'm very impressed with the fact that we still see all factions and that they are represented and doing almost as good one with each other. Uh, so it's been great. I think they're doing much better in the uh, the way that they are balancing hyperspace, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, uh, I'm enjoying this tournament, and I'm enjoying the format. Now, talking about the balance of factions, the, the shakeup this week is top eight team CIS have four, Republic have five, Rebel have two, Empire has one, Scum has one, Resistance has one, First Order has four. So First Order gained two, and then the Republic and the Rebels each lost one from last week, comparatively. Then you go to top eight, we have two CIS and one of everything else. Oh, incredible. Uh, yeah. Last week... That's fantastic. Last week in the top two, we... Or top four, eight, sorry, we did not have any resistance, we did not have any scum. So now it's... Yeah, it's very balanced. The only, only uh, faction with more than one is the CIS right now in top eight. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That's exactly what you want to see. To go over the numbers again for everyone who doesn't remember, in total we have seven CIS, seven Republic, four Rebel, four Empire, four Scum, three Resistance, and seven First Order. There is like a bigger difference there in the what people have brought, but what is making it to that top has kind of balanced out. Yeah, it's an interesting comparison. Yeah, that's kind of neat for sure. It's a, ta it's a, it's a taste point of view as well but there's so many things that can happen within a tournament uh, whether you make it or not but uh, yeah it's great i like i like the the breakdown yeah i think sebastian you nailed it when it comes to uh building lists in this restricted format is harder which is better for competitiveness because extended just it, it definitely feels a uh, maybe it's just me but it feels more relaxed sometimes um when you're building hyperspace stuff you really have to you really have to think yeah, you have to try to use uh, whatever tools is available uh, to it their maximum because you can't match yeah. them. You can't uh, enhance them with other tools that are no longer available. 
and it forces you to fly different stuff than what you normally do, right? Oh, yeah. Like That's... some things that are staples, you know, the peanut butter and jam, intimidation, Arvel. Yes. You know, no yeah. intimidation, right? You yes. got to figure out a different way to use them. Absolutely. I welcome that so much. Having to change your list from uh, from one season to another. It's so, so uh, refreshing. Uh, anything else that you guys uh, are feeling about, you know, hyperspace right now? Anything like... What? How do you feel about the the ships that they have allowed, the ships that aren't allowed? I am... Um, I... I don't even think that the resistance bomber is going to be good in hyperspace, but I just want to use it. I feel like <laughs> I haven't used it in so long, and I just want to trudge a bomb, and I just cannot wait until the resistance bomber comes. Um, that's that's my two cents about that. I just want to use something that I own. <laughs> yeah, I would like, I would love to uh, hear their uh, thought process when deciding yeah. to include which, a ship, uh, or what what I found even. Very interesting, which is I, uh, it's it's superb, is the fact that they in, they include pilots like they can, they pick and choose which pilot to use. Yeah, which is incredible. I um, no, I'm very impressed with the whole system. It's uh, it's it's been fantastic. But uh, I yes I, I wish I could track which ship is there or not. Uh, I just look at the list when I need to build and and go from there. And sometimes I'm always surprised. It's like what? It's not there. Oh, that's strange. That's very. Yeah, Vader's not there. What? What? <laughs> what yeah. Give it to me. Yeah, I think for me it was a little weird in like the how they like what which ships had a named pilot and which ones didn't. Yes. That's where I was uh, like. That too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like with Empire, there's almost no named pilots. It's no it's very pilot. very. Uh, very generic. generic. It's the opposite with and the, the resistance. resistance. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of the named guys. Like you, the only generics are the fireball and the transport because heroes don't fly that ship. I guess you know, like it's yeah, it's kind of weird. So with with resistance, you're like aces is what you kind of have to do. Ace, I mean, resistance isn't really a f- true ace in my opinion, but aces is kind of what you got to do because that's what they have. Wherein in the empire, you don't you don't get to fly aces, not not this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I, I know that was one of their goal is trying to to bring theme into the factions, and uh, I think from a um, extended point of view, it's very difficult because there are so yeah. many upgrades that they can probably uh, a bit make it a bit more thematic in um, in hyperspace, and that makes sense. That's, it, it, uh, it is starting to feel quite different every list that you play, right? It's not uh, you know. It's not four Y wings for Republic, four Y wings for Rebel, which is not that much different. You know, it's yes, fair very, mm-hmm. very different lists each each time I've played. Quite different feel, quite different uh, game in total, which is yeah. good. That that is good. That's that's very healthy. Now it's time for our way too early predictions section of this, uh, where we we kind of look at where we think this is going. Well, medium early predictions. It's not getting way too early anymore. Well, we're, there's only two matches left. Yeah, it's right? almost halfway. It's past halfway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the okay, it's medium early predictions. Let's start with Cliff. Who do you think oh. is going to be name at least one pilot that you think is going to be top three? Well, definitely my boy Alexander here. <laughs> <laughs> good call. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah. Okay. Let's. That is just a, a good list all around. I feel like your list can. Um, 
it it it's it's not doesn't have any blaring weaknesses, you know. Um, I I did think Mike's was quite good. Maybe one of the CIS guys. Dude, I have no idea. Yeah, we'll, I would we'll, go, f- uh, go ahead, uh, Cliff. We'll, we'll go, uh, I'm going to say Alex, someone from CIS, and then last one would be, uh, we'll go the guy that, that I just played against, Mike. If if, if I'm going to lose somebody, make it be the winner. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, I like, I like, I think a first order will, list will make top three, CIS, and then the next one, yeah, it's a tough choice between Resistance and Republic. But uh, I would go with Republic in this case. So that means uh, Mike and um, the CIS is tough. Whether Drew or um, or we're gonna see Lecomte do that. I think I'll I'll, I'll put my money on uh, Lecomte. Okay. Uh, so Drew Lecomte and this sticker and first order. Ooh. It's gonna be you, Alex. You're gonna bring the first <laughs> order in. <laughs> there That's you go. All right, so, I want to see who Alex a- so Alex thinks I, now. Definitely well, Alex. Coming I right, just want to. So you think that the resistance is going that uh, the resistance is going to be in top three? For me, no. I'm oh. sorry. I'm I met uh, Repu- uh, Republic, CIS, and First okay, Order. Okay. Okay. What's that last resistance list? Is it? Uh, oh, we can't see it. Pat- but it's the three Patrick. Things. Patrick is three three uh, T70s. Dude, he must be flying that like a rock star because um, that's. Uh, Three X wings does not seem super powered in comparison to some of these other lists up here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still it's still uh, you know three three dice each. It's it's still the output is quite uh, quite real. So of course it was uh, Jonas and Patrick two local, and we get to play among ourselves uh, tons. So every Thursday night we have a bit of a of a night where we just gather online and uh, have uh, open matches, uh, but. This Thursday we had their match, and there was quite a, f- a few pe- a few of us watching, and of course uh, commenting and and from uh, from the peanut gallery, and uh, it it turned sour very quickly. Uh, unfortunately, uh, dice. I think overall in the whole game, dice evened out, but at the initial engagement, yeah, uh, one of the Jedi d- went down fast. And that I thought uh, made a big difference. Yeah, that, like that is one thing people talk about. Oh well, dice variance, you know, it's variance because it varies. But like at the end, it all balances out. That's why it's you know averages. But it's the when in a in a in a game makes a big difference. Yeah, it's so, those spikes when you need it and it doesn't show up. Well, and and like I had a game against a guy who he spiked. It was the spike was really good for him. In the beginning of the game, and then really good for me at the end of the game. But by the time my dice were on fire, it was so late because I was lo- I'd lost half of my ships, yeah. and he still had his full force. So like, while it's like, yes, you're not doing any more damage, and I'm doing damage, I'm not doing enough to catch up. Yeah, and it, it can just yeah, those spikes sometimes can just be deadly. Yep, for sure, for sure. So uh, still, Patrick has a shot. For sure, he can still uh, he, he can still make it in the top three. Yep. I don't count him out. I just find that uh, yeah, the, those three uh, first order CIS and Republic at the moment. Uh, that's my call. All right. Uh, so Alex, yeah. predictions: at least one ship, top three. Who's going to be there? At least one pilot, I should say. Top three. Who's going to be there? Uh, I'm not dreading, but uh, <clears throat> I'm. Uh... 
I'm not looking forward to playing against Jeff A with the Byron yep. list. Uh, that's this one of the that's one of the list that I'm uh, the most uh, scared of, uh, and Seb also, uh, I would say, uh, with his uh, with his list of fire spray and uh, yeah yeah, and the false uh, I mean uh, and this, this, these are the two that I'm uh, and of course myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, when we're looking at the top three currently, you because of the format of Swiss, you kind of know that one of those guys is not going to make yep. it. Yeah, it's just the way that it went. You know, you're going to lose the last match, and all of a sudden, you were contending you for the first spot, and now you're finding yourself in fifth spot. Well, and that's that's one of the things is like so we have right now five people with a three zero record. So yep. at the end of this. At least two of them won't. We're only going to have three people who have a perfect record. That does not mean, though, that those people are out, right? Because um, in the end, for top eight, we're going to have a, a, like mostly people that have a, a four-one record. So losing one game doesn't mean you're you're not in the top three at the end of. Because we could have only two people who are perfect records after after this week, and then they would face each other on the fifth week, and only one person has has a perfect record. Yeah, we're not a perfect record. Um, but I also mean when I'm saying top three, I mean like really it's the top four because who's going to be on the like in the semis in the semis is what I'm looking. Yeah, right. It's it's mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking like rate two rate predictions are still like because we're looking at. The, at the were, cut, it's still. still way too early. It's it's still way early to see who's going to make that semi semifinal. For myself, yeah, I think uh, I I wasn't really down on the whole snapshot, and then the barons of the empire. I was like, yeah. Inquisitors, where it's at because they've got the force. Yes, yes. Yeah, that snapshot. Jeff Jeff seems to be on fire, just just playing really well apparently, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't played. I haven't played against that list, but I'm assuming that uh, approaching that list yeah. must, must be, be difficult. Must be a little scary. Yeah, yeah. That first week he had a close game, but since then he seems to be just really. And I mean, it could be partially who he's who he's played against, uh, in that he's just it's like the, he's faced the right lists to get that result. Um, you know, he faced Kylo twice, I think. So maybe this list is really good at killing Kylo, um, <laughs> and maybe if like if he faces one of the two CIS swarms that's in the top eight, he's not going to be so hot. I don't know, but yeah, it's a it seems to be a really tricky list to to yeah to for that first engagement. Yeah, for sure. The Tie Advance is a great uh, great ship, but I. Truly enjoyed the uh, the the Inquisitor one with when you have at least one force because you can have an evade and a force mm-hmm. which makes it very resilient. Yep. But this ship with proton rocket, a proton rocket, you need at least a focus. Is that is that the uh, the yep. idea in order to fire? You need it? a focus, and it's in bullseye range one to two. Yeah, so you then most likely will rarely use uh, evade, yep. and you don't have a force to back yep. it up. Incredible, good for him. Yeah. Something's working for him, and he's a he's a very good player. Uh, he's oh, he's sure. usually a top a top tier player to begin with. So I think it's a pretty safe bet that he's going to be up there. I'm going to stick with Drew. I've been saying Drew for now three weeks. 
and uh, I think I really like his list. And you've been right so far. I've been right so far. We'll see. Uh, now I can't, unfortunately, populate round three yet. We're waiting on round the the final oh, on one match, right? Part, final match is going on yeah. right now. So by the time <laughs> this gets posted, post like rounds will be posted, but uh, can't talk about it yet, unfortunately. <laughs> Now, Cliff, did you uh, play your match this morning, or because I, I s- played it yesterday? Oh, okay, I didn't see the score this he, morning. He so. hadn't posted it this morning. Uh, um, no it was one twenty-four to sixty-three for for Mike. Fair enough. But yeah, so for my third, oh, that's that's a tough one. Probably me, AJ. Eh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> the, the comeback, the comeback kid. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I I thought I, I was believing in Cliff going into into his game against Mike but he's failed me so also for yeah I'm the scrub of the Natty's hosts I'm the guy who's supposed to be getting last place and uh, of the Natty's hosts I'm in first place <laughs> so Woo. I don't believe I don't believe and, in my team anymore you keep the... and you were forced into I, it is yes, that it yes um, <laughs> it was there was 35 play, 35 well there was 35 players and then they were like Jared you have to play and then a 36 guy, I got a 36 guy to sign up. It's like, okay, you don't have to play. And then somebody dropped like day one. Like we posted oh. the first round and he's like, actually, I'm not going to do it. So then they're like, well, Jared, now you have to. And I was like, well, I've posted first round. So I'm going to see what the the people in the tournament want. I'm not just going to like enter in. That's not fair to them. And uh, yeah, most people who voted voted that I should play. So here I am. <laughs> yeah, your MOV is good. You're the top of the one, two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't know how that happened. That's well. That's you've got to take whatever you get. Um. Week three, my bombs did zero to my opponent and uh, one damage to myself, which was unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I dropped like ten of them. And they definitely forced wow. my opponent. Like, my opponent at one point in time was, like, going to boost in with Lando and then boost with uh, with Jake. And he was like, I can't move my guys. They have to stay where they're going to stay because otherwise they're going to eat four bombs. But I was kind of like, just, just do it. Just let me get you. But do you find that uh, your bombs are controlling controlling the board? A bit? So, yeah, this in this past game, they definitely helped control the board because it was like, so the one turn, Jake was at range one his best shot facing his best move is to just like do a k-turn type of deal but if he does a k-turn he's eating eight bombs so instead he like two turns away um and yeah that like there's a uh yeah lando was gonna come in and then lando really wanted to boost because he he his arc was side to side he had nobody in arc and if he boosts straight he now has whoever he wants at range one but if he boosts straight, he's sitting on top of, of like, four or five bombs. So he instead just, like, sat there and rotated his arc. So it's good, but it just didn't uh, it didn't do enough. Do you find that the Warthog ability uh, kicks in? Oh, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been that much of a thing for me in, the, in this tournament. But at other times, it's been it's been real clutch, um, where like I had one game 
where a guy killed off with an ace one of my uh, V-Wings. Yes. But it's like, well, with Warthog, he's not going anywhere yet. And then I have the thread tracers on Warthog. So then they were all focused. I just was like, well, this guy's going to die because it was – I rolled I rolled one focus result type of thing, and he had yep. a proton – no, advanced proton. So he had like five shots coming into me. So I was just like, I'm not going to spend that focus <laughs> result. Save it. Use the, the locks, everyone – like the tracers. Everyone got a lock on that ace, and it was 12 hits afterwards, after yes. all the conversions. Yeah, yeah. So – Warthog, I his his pilot ability is not always great, but at times it comes in clutch, and I think enough times it comes in clutch. I'm sure, yes, for sure. I know when I played against it. I only played against it. I had yet to put it on the table, and uh, yeah, those um, zombie ships they uh, they are real. Yeah. <laughs> they stick around and they shoot yeah. you. <laughs> that's fair. That's kind of neat. And I'm assuming so. Just to touch upon thermal detonator detonator. Um, that would, even though it does not cause a hit, would it trigger Sabine? Huh. Does it have to actually does do damage, or does it just think need so. to be... You I bet it would. be in range, huh? I think it's just after a bomb explodes at zero or something. Because that that, uh, that would be a cheap way to try to trigger Sabine, but... Suffers the effect of a friendly bomb. So it would need to... It would need to be either get the damage or get the strain, I would assume. Hmm. Because you have to suffer the effect. I'm not yeah. sure. Because it, it's suffer effect. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not one of the you know, big judges in the world. But I would assume yeah. that that would then mean yeah. you'd have to roll hit, crit, or focus for Sabine to work. Mm. But yeah. that's still... Hit, crit, focus. That's quite the... Uh, that's, uh, that's still yeah. a good uh, 75%. Yeah. And if you're dropping two bombs, if you can get them with both, like that's a pretty, pretty yeah. decent chance of that going off. Sabine's a weird one because to bring Sabine, you need a K-Wing, which <laughs> probably shouldn't be doing, or a Y-Wing, and then a Y-Wing plus crew carrier. Yes. Yeah, it's, it, it feels bad. I know but trying to feel that it, it doesn't feel great. Uh, I'm currently building a list for a tournament that is uh, coming up. It's the Top Gun tournament. Okay. The Jawas are putting that together. Yep. And uh, so you can only bring two ships of the same chassis. Uh, it has to be cool. 100, 110 points. Okay. Uh, some ships they are allowing for three. Okay. Uh, ships of the same chassis because they're so cheap, uh, but it has to be one name pilot and two generics. Okay. Or one generic, mostly one name pilot and one generic. And I was considering taking out a Miranda and uh, just a generic uh, K-wing. Hmm. Uh, and with because uh, Mir- yeah. you, you get with the the rockets the, um, the whatever rockets, that rockets. Is, that's, Yes, that gives Miranda and the other K-Wing... A very wide angle, yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to... And then you get Sabine on board, and some maybe some magic happens. Yeah. Yeah, that could be good. I do like the uh, thermal detonators. Another one, we did a Aces High, and I had thermal detonators on with Skilled Bombardier on Major Rhymer. Oh. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, just because yeah like and the thing I like with thermal detonators on my V-Wings is it's just this big field of bombs and if your opponent goes into the middle of it like they're just eating it there's nothing they can really like because they're just all blowing up and it's kind of like in my mind I picture you know those images from Vietnam where they're dropping the napalm and you just see this field of fire that's (laughs) four of them Uh, absolutely (laughs) that's kind of yeah so the the Tie, tie bombers with the 
skilled bombardier are really good with that because oh, yeah, they can throw that sure. thing a, a one bank and a three bank or a two bank and a three bank kind of thing so you just have this you can cover a really wide field or uh, what soul six out with skilled bombardier yep yeah. emin is also really good yep absolutely i, I like emin a lot uh, thank you both for joining us. Uh, Sebastian, do you have any shout-outs, any final thoughts that we didn't let you say, anything that you'd like to add to the cast? No, I really enjoy uh, your podcast. I enjoy uh, Bruno's podcast. I enjoy the Canadian content and the trying to encourage this uh, smaller uh, community that we have. I think it's uh, very neat. We uh, have created some wonderful friendship and uh, it's been it's been great and i uh, uh applaud you guys for uh keeping the the good work it's i know it's it's a lot of hours that goes into this and uh, thank you very so much we our canadian community may be small but we are mighty oh yes. we are mighty we we uh, we show up at those uh, i think we have two in the top 32 this uh this, today at uh, the gsp um tournament wow i did yeah jonas and uh, remy remy bureau okay uh, Alex, how about you? Anything, any shout-outs you'd like to say? Any, uh, anything? Well, shout-out to you say? guys. Uh, seriously, uh, this is one of uh, a fun tournament I had this week, uh, this year. I mean, uh, even with the uh, pandemic, and, uh, pandemic and everything. Well, it, it did open up with the uh, online uh, uh, tournaments, and that was fun. I met uh, all the players I had uh, the chance to play against this uh, in this tournament. Are uh, shoot out to them, and it was three ex- excellent games and uh, and uh, complete gentlemen's. Uh, and of course, uh, shoot out to my crew, uh, the Frog Squadron in Quebec, which are not represented here except by me. <laughs> That's a that's a good group you have there. Very active. Yeah, Usually, we are. Maybe not in this tournament, but uh, locally, I think it, they're super active. Yeah, we are. So thank you guys. Thanks to Daddies for this. Frog Squadron guys have some of the best uh, uh, like swag always too. Frog Squadron <laughs> and Ewok Squadron out of London. I think you guys have like the best swag that I ever see at a tournament. Yeah, we got one. Uh, uh, Steve McLean is very. Uh, into this and uh, this wagon with his 3D printers, he's uh, he's on top of this. Yeah. How about you, Cliff? Shoutouts, final thoughts, anything we didn't let you say? <laughs> he's going to lunch. He flew off. <laughs> Um, in our local community, Cliff's nickname is Lunchtime because, <laughs> w- like, we would do the Heroes of the Atari cluster, and yep. the second that the the goal has been reached, Cliff is gone, and it's like <laughs> you like you can let them deal with the rest of the, the horde of tie fighters. Yeah. I want to hoard my points. He'll just like he'll <laughs> just bust off, bust over to the edge, and like the other two of us, I usually fly like a, a slow support, and so I'm like. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to take three turns to like get out of here. I need some help. I need some cover. And Cliff's like, "Nope, see ya. I'm going to lunch." <laughs> so it seems like uh, Snap just did that to Cliff this time. Cliff's like, "Okay, Damn, Snap, I really tired. need it's you to." End. He's like, "I'm going to lunch. See you guys." <laughs> the greedy ace. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sebastian and Alexander, for coming on. 
Uh, I really appreciate having you guys both here. And like Cliff mentioned, it's really cool that we have, you know, a, a West Coast guy and an East, well, almost East Coast, not quite as much as uh, Robert from last week, but we have someone from, you know, both spectrums of of uh, Canada on with us. And that's, that's really cool. That's something that we were uh, always hoping to be able to kind of do with this podcast. So thank you guys both for making the time and thank you for the conversation. For everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to get a hold of us, please feel free to reach out over Instagram or Facebook. And we're also on Discord, and we will leave a link in the description. And we can be reached by email at nattiespodcast at gmail.com. My name is Jared Grunewigen, and until next time, keep your ship on the mat. We're rooting for you. And as always, just roll natties. So this week, we do not have any bloopers to, to bring to you, but we do have some news that I forgot to mention. So for those who have stuck around this long, on February 3rd, which is not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after, there is going to be a live stream by Atomic Mass Games at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, which is 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is going to be the first Atomic Mass transmission regarding Star Wars games. So this is our first opportunity to kind of get a sense of who Atomic Mass is. So mark your calendars, February the 3rd, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. We kind of get our first glimpse of Atomic Mass and hopefully what they plan for X-Wing.